Hello and welcome to How I Write, a podcast from the California State University San Bernardino Writing Intensive Program. I'm Tom Gershon, director of the Writing Intensive Program, and I'm here to introduce the next host of How I Write, Jonathan Rivera. Uh, Jonathan has a BA in English from the University of California at Riverside, and he's an MA student here at CSUSB. Uh, and he's uh, going to be joining the Writing Intensive Program as an intern this fall. Welcome, Jonathan. I've never actually been, I've never done anything like this, so it's kind of weird to... It is. Get, it's, yeah, for the first time. Because I've done it before on the other end, yeah. but never on, on, you know, the receiving end. It is weird to find yourself represented in an intro like that suddenly. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm excited to have you uh, as... Uh, as part of the podcast and uh, excited to see the, the direction uh, that, it, that you're going to take it. Uh, you know, I, I know that you grew up in the Coachella Valley uh, and uh, you also studied and taught creative writing and, and especially poetry. And I'm curious, growing up, what sort of nurtured your interests in writing in, in a relatively rural area? Nothing, to be completely <laughs> honest. Nothing, because I didn't write um, growing up. I didn't do a lot of creative. I did things that were creative, and I didn't realize that they were creative. So little, little like, uh, like maybe being a little bit more creative with like K through six assignments, mm -hmm. or you know. Um, and then, kind of the opposite. I remember in high school one time we had to write a letter to like a celebrity that we admired, and I wrote a I wrote a letter, and then accidentally left my binder at school. And some kids found it, read the letter, and it was like this really cheesy, corny, terrible letter. And they just kind of picked on me the next day. And I said, oh, I'm never going to do this again. Oh, man. <laughs> wow, talk about, talk about risk. Yeah. <laughs> so growing up, I didn't, I didn't actually like, have a lot of it. It wasn't until I got into community college mm. um, that I, I sort of, I got into a creative writing uh, club. Okay, cool. That I only did because I really liked the professor. Um, and he was also like that was I think the start of my really being interested in writing because he did a uh, personal essay yeah. and it was the first time I ever, I'd ever done anything like it and it, for the class we read personal essays so it was like just rebuilding what I thought of when I thought of an essay from the ground up. I want you to say more about that uh, especially as it seems like it was something that maybe helped you recover from I don't know I don't want to say traumatic, but for that, from that situation where your binder was, was being read, maybe that gave you a negative relationship to writing. And it seems like this class really helped you recover that. But before we go there, uh, you, you did mention that you wrote a poem that was published in high school. So you also... No, so it wasn't published. So what happened was that I wrote, I, I would write and then just post my poetry in, um, on my Instagram page. Oh, okay, cool. And so a high school teacher from the high school I went to who teaches honors English, a class that I was never able to get into because my grades were so low in high school, reached out to me after he read it and he said, hey, I'd like to use this in my class as an analysis for my students. So, okay, so you actually did write that then after having graduated high school. That wasn't Yeah, I wrote that. I think this all happened last year and I wrote okay. it. Okay, oh, that's so cool. Uh, okay, so now tell me more about this, the, the class you took at community college. Uh, and what, what was there a particular personal essay or a particular approach to writing that helped you become more interested in it or feel more comfortable with it? Or, or do you remember what you wrote about? Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a pet rat. 
had a pet rat that had, I think, died the same year that I wrote it. So I wrote about the experience of waking up and finding that he had like passed because it was really traumatic for me. Yeah. It was the first pet that I owned like by myself, and um, I had a lot of grief to work through. <laughs> um, so I think I did that in the writing. I remember I was just wrote it and I was really dramatic and yeah. obviously very guilty about my rat's death. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. We have a pet rat right now. Uh, that's that's the that's the pet we agreed to to letting our kids get because. Um, our oldest researched it and was like, "Look, they're they're easy to take care of. They're they're clean and and they're just they're great pets." And he was right. It is a great pet. She's great. Uh, the the other thing that we kept in mind though is they don't live very long. They're yeah. Like I think their average lifespan is like two or three years or something. Two or three. Yeah. Yeah. They're like three to five. And when I got mine, um, he was already two. So that was a teaching experience or a learning experience you had in, in writing. Uh, are there any other courses that kind of stand out for you? I took two poetry classes at UCR and I think that really helped me because it completely changed the way I went about the writing process. Um, How can you say more about that? Yeah, I think because uh, my professor was very forward thinking. She wasn't, you know, uh, stuck in like any traditional sense of poetry or mm. a form of poetry or anything like that. Everything in that class was just, you know, forget about the barriers, just write, right, mm. right, right, right. Yeah. And so I started journaling that semester in a different way too, where I would write it sort of like I was writing a poem, like I'd write a sentence and then break, and then I'd write a sentence and then break, and I'd write a sentence. And for some reason that just helped me really like go into more and more and more and more writing. Yeah. So the, yeah, so it was the, the journaling led to the poetry and the poetry kind of yeah but to the journaling and there's also there was also a big emphasis on like voice like this is obviously not going to be written very formally you know because you're also she's also pushing to drop that mm -hmm. uh, so it was also the first time where i thought where i felt that like release of like oh i don't have to worry about sounding any specific way but is this had you started uh posting your poetry to instagram instagram at this point or no i hadn't written any poetry at that okay. point i didn't like poetry at that yeah, <laughs> yeah before that I, I when i was at cod and uh i would i really like short stories so mm -hmm. i read a lot of short story and then it wasn't until i took that course that i sort of went into poetry and then also before then i had taken screenwriting oh cool um but yeah poetry was just different because everything about it is different yeah in a sense. Yeah. Because even short story, or like if you study like writing creative fiction, it's still very much like there's a certain way you have to sound, right? Because when you're talking about like prose, I think, or maybe it was just because I was in the wrong class, but the classes that I took before then for creative writing were still very much, you, know, you have to sound a certain way. Mm. This is good writing. And so poetry was the first time, this poetry it seems was the first time where it you sort of were allowed to really think about what good writing is for yourself yeah and 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 assigned readings that match that yeah because i think too uh it's, there's something really difficult about as a student being told be creative do whatever you want but everything in your course is not is, yeah. n is nothing like you, you yeah know? 
Because yeah. then you're thinking, I can do whatever I want, but also I think I still need to adhere to this. This is what I'm using. I think whenever I'm in a class, I'm using the text as something that's like, this is where I'm jumping from. Yeah. So to have texts that weren't, you know, texts I traditionally see in, in a class really helped yeah. me feel free of that. To see yourself maybe reflected in the text more as opposed to having a big disconnect from what you're being asked to read and then yeah. what you're being asked to produce as a writer. Yeah, and sometimes maybe not even myself, not even seeing myself, just seeing other you know, groups, other authors that aren't the usual yeah. author. <laughs> yeah. So is that something that, because uh, I know that you have some teaching experience now as well, is that something that you, when you're thinking about how to approach teaching something in, in, in your own teaching experience? Is that something that you think about? Yeah, for sure, for sure. When I was, when I took a, what was it, a composition, my first year in the grad program, I can't remember the exact name of the class. Uh, we were talking about how much responsibility falls on a teacher to also use their own voice if they're pushing students to use their own yeah. voice. And I think I had a real like identity crisis that semester <laughs> because I realized even when I said, okay, yeah, now I'm going to use my own voice, I didn't know what that was. Mm. So through my reading of like other texts that, you know, uh, weren't written in a more standard formal English, uh, I was emboldened. So then I try to showcase those texts whenever I lead workshops or, and then, but also show different, like uh, the last one, the last workshops that I led, I used different texts where it's like, this is, most formal this yeah, is yeah. less formal this is not formal at all mm. so then you can have a view of all three and you can say like this is you know yeah. all three are present here yeah. you don't have to be this one you don't have to be that one you don't have to be the other one obviously you're interested in, in poetry and creative writing uh what are some of your scholarly interests in general writing first yeah. of all I'm, I'm hoping to be a first year comp professor Very at cool at College of the Desert, where I went, okay, um, cool. not another community college. Um, but I think my focus is sort of trying to find work that uh, can be done in the classroom that brings the extracurricular feeling into the classroom, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I remember this is something that I think you wrote about uh, last semester, right? About yeah. The idea of how you can make the writing that students do in the classroom feel more uh, like it has more of an impact or more connected to their daily lives. Yeah, I just want, I just want, I think, in any possible way, because when you go, walk into a classroom, you know you're walking into a classroom and there's a certain feeling you get when you walk yeah. into a classroom. Yeah. Um, so I think what my goal is as, as a future educator or as an educator now, yeah is to do whatever I can to like make a student feel like they're not in a classroom. But that's bigger than just um, saying do whatever you want. Yeah. So what I'm trying to figure out and to find out is how I can use aspects of like creative writing um, or just creativity in general yeah. and to make a, a assignments feel less formal. Um, sort of like my professor to give a break in between the formal assignments you know, because when you're going into first year comp, there's there's certain things you still have to teach to prepare students, um, but finding some some middle ground.
you want to teach students the tools and the strategies that they need to be successful, but at the same time, make it, maybe give them room to also critique some of the histories of academic writing that maybe are exclusionary. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think also another big aspect is how those students look at their work on their own. I think we talk about things like code switching and code meshing yeah, yeah. when we're talking to other people, but that happens inside of a person's like own thoughts. Like a person code switches to talk to themselves huh. about their work because you know it's being introduced very formally. Yeah. It's, they're they're taking it in that way. Yeah, yeah. So the way that I look at it is um, how do I teach students to be comfortable enough, and myself? How, how do I learn what I'm learning? so that when I talk to myself about it, I'm also talking to myself about it as me. Would you say authenticity is that? Is, yeah. Is the right word? Yeah, yeah. So now, you know, one of the things that comes up often in uh, narratives of, of first-generation students, uh, students of color, students who are otherwise excluded from kind of academia, as they sort of become educated, right, quote-unquote, they sense a distance from kind of the culture they're being uh, kind of enculturated in, I guess, in the academy versus their kind of home culture and, and home languages versus school languages and that kind of thing. And there's sometimes a tension there. Is that, is that something you think about too as a writer or as a teacher? Definitely. I think, I think all the time, that what, when I read this, I, I never left my mind. I think about it all, whenever this is brought up. Um, Ocean Vuong uh, wrote a book of, no, it was a memoir about their mother. And the opening line of that book is something like, Dear Mom, I'm writing to you even if every word I write is further from where you are. Mm. And I, 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 when I first read that, like I said, I got taken aback. Yeah. I couldn't, because that's it, it, like first generation, like you're pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed to, you know, go to school, graduate. And you start to feel that way, like I'm, I'm doing what you want me to do, but in the process, we're growing more distant. I can't talk to you about these things. Like I, I can, but there's going to be such a disconnect there. Yeah, there's not that shared language, or the shared language hasn't been developed as, as yeah. much as, you know, maybe it should be. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's where I think I'm trying to move. And yeah. I'm trying to move in that direction as an educator and like, sort of grow the pool of language yeah. that can be used. I like that. I like that phrase, grow the pool of language. Do you, do you feel like, I feel like we could keep talking about this for the whole time, but, I, <laughs> I, but I'm just <laughs> going to ask this question anyway, but do you feel like academia has moved to become more open to that, more flexible, more tolerant when it comes to differences of style, or do you think there's still a lot of work to be done? I think that, yes, I think it's a slow process, but I also am aware of um, the reality that there is forward-thinking institutions and that there isn't, and that there is levels to academia and that there is certain levels that are still very stuck in the past. And if, you know, when we get there, we'll, you know, be fine. But I think we're finding from the ground up and. Yeah, I think the fact that I'm having these conversations and reading these things in my classes is a very good sign. Yeah, yeah. But also, I don't know what's, what my experience will be 
if I choose to go further and mm-hmm. further and further and further and keep writing and publishing, trying yeah. to publish, yeah. trying to be recognized as, you know, credible and respectable. Yeah. That's, an, that's, another, that's another thing is, you know, will my opinion be respected even when I get through everything that, you know, is ex- the expectations, you know, the, the floor. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole nother yeah. maybe set of, of gatekeepers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, I did. I want to just bring it back a little bit to uh, the writing intensive program and to specifically to, to how I write. Uh, what what attracted you to this opportunity to work with the writing intensive program? Specifically, what attracted you to, to work with the podcast? How I write conversations about writing. Yeah, I think I, I'm always just fascinated by talking about writing to anyone um, who will have the conversation. <laughs> Um, I naturally, like I imagine you do, I have tons of friends who hate writing and I'm always really interested in hearing why yeah, or what it is, the, what their mentality is on writing, what they look at it as and, you know, uh, like I think most of my friends even now if I say the word essay, even I'm talking about personal essays, yeah. like they shut down. I'm like, oh no, that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that would be a cool episode, I feel like. What, like, you know, talking to somebody who hates writing you know well, what that's, I mean that's was that was one idea that I had I didn't mention it oh, when we sorry, talked I, I, I jumped the gun there <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I thought I thought about the possibility of interviewing maybe a student in first-year comp yeah or yeah. like you said somebody who I, I know yeah. doesn't like writing yeah um, I think that'd be I think both of those would be really cool to kind of get a sense of you know we have all these writing is one of the things that has so much baggage around it, you know, and, and, and it, it, often it can be such a, a joyful thing and such a wonderful thing, but it, sometimes the, the context around it and the baggage around it, and I just think about, you know, little kids, right, the first time they learn how to write a letter, they're just su- excited by it, they're overjoyed mm-hmm. by it, right, but somehow, often, not always, but too often, uh, that that joy gets stripped away. I think from the, from the, the conversations that I've had, it's usually just experiences in grade school and the fact that like everything, it feels like everything you write is graded yeah. for 12 years. So how are you not gonna get out of those 12 years and feel like everything is, that's always weighing on you when you sit down to write? Yeah, we think about, I mean, that's something I think about a lot when I, when I run workshops, workshops on, on writing intensive pedagogy, I talk about cultivating spaces, low-risk spaces for students to, to be able to write in where they're not being graded. I had a conversation with, uh, I think, a sophomore in high school because I was subbing, and I was asking him about their daily writings, and he said to me, the free writes are the worst. Huh. I said, wait, why are the free writes the worst? And he's like, because you can write whatever. Like, she just has to write whatever we want. I said, why does that freak you out? He said, because I don't know what to write about. <laughs> or I don't know how to write it. What did that make you think about when he, when he said that? I think what we've been talking about, I think that it's just, it really, I think, reinforced like the need for those extracurricular spaces, those low stakes yeah. spaces, which where at any age somebody can write and not feel like somebody's going to look, be looking over their shoulder. So we've, we've talked about a few themes, I feel like, already. Uh, 
we talked about sort of style and, and voice and uh, that connection between community and academia. Uh, we talked about writing pedagogy. What are some of the themes or maybe potential guests? We talked about a couple of potential guests as well. But what are some of the themes or guests that you would be most excited about in pursuing as host? So I, I would definitely love to work with um, and people who have done creative writing, yeah. um, who are bringing creative writing or creative creative practices into the classroom. So yeah, so anybody, anybody, I think I'm interested in interviewing anybody who's sort of bringing those creative ideas into the space or who writes in both ways. So they have to sort of navigate. This is one way of thinking. This is another way of thinking. How do I blend them? Yeah. How do I teach students to blend them? Well, it's been it's been great talking with you, and and I'm excited to have you as as the new host. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to to where where how I write's going to go this semester. I'm excited to host. I'm excited to host. I'm excited for the conversations I'll have with anybody who decides to be on. So. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank Great. you for the opportunity. How I Write is a production of California State University San Bernardino's Writing Intensive Program. Music by Kinsas Morera and Emmett Fenn. Thanks for listening.